0: The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have you back. But let me tell you, I'm even more excited about our special guest today. We have Terrence Murphy from the CEO and founder of the Terrence Murphy companies. Terrence, thanks for joining us, man. It's an honor to have you here.
1: Appreciate you having me, Cody. It was good to you know have some good conversation before we jumped on, but I'm excited to try to pour back into, into your audience and your tribe today.
0: Yeah, listen. I, I honestly really appreciate. It. Thanks for letting me stretch some of those uh, football muscles, relive some of the the glory days. I, d- I don't get to do that too often, but you know, I, I love your journey and what you got going on, and, and reading everything and watching everything about you. You know, I'm super excited to hear it. But before we jump into that unsuccessful part and kind of the meat of the journey, would we, would love to start out with an origin story, where you're from, how you got into real estate, and really what you find yourself doing these days.
1: Yeah. So born and raised in East Texas, you know, it's a rural country town. You you learn how to be tough and rough really early. I had a single mom, so she was all type A and I'm the baby of a lot of older brothers. So between the brothers, the mom, the community, I didn't, I just, I got it. I got it the hard way,
0: mm-hmm. but I
1: ended up, you know, going to Texas A&M on a football scholarship, had a really good career there. I also was three-time academic all-conference, two-time team captain, two-time all conference, blah blah blah. So broke a lot of records, did a lot of cool stuff, went to the NFL with the Packers, retired, and I got into real estate, became a real estate entrepreneur. And now what I'm focused on is just pouring into real estate professionals and teaching them how to create multiple income streams. So I teach real estate agents how to use their sales commissions and invest in real estate. I teach investors how to leverage and buy affiliated businesses, mortgage title, insurance. I'm just passionate about giving back and helping people who want to be better.
0: Man, I love it. It, it. It's so interesting to me because I think we we had on another guest recently, and they were mentioning how I think it was less than five percent of real estate agents actually invest in real estate, which was just mind boggling to me that for so many people that do it and do it well, that they're not turning what they know and leverage into passive income for themselves. So.
1: Yeah, I always think if they're, you know, one of the things when I was a 22 year old kid who got drafted and, you know, everybody thinks when you get drafted, everybody's got Tom Brady money. You know, we don't. And so you just get so many people after you, the agents, the the advisors, the invest in this, invest in it. And I learned at 22, I would ask them this one question and it got rid of 98 percent of the people. It's how much of your own money have you put into what you're trying to get me to invest in? And when I realized that was the way to turn a lot of people away, it really helped me. But I used that and I said, listen, if you're going to be a real estate agent, you're going to be selling a product. You got to make sure you own it yourself. You got to go through the experience yourself. And not only are there not a lot of real estate agents who don't own investments, there's a lot of real estate agents who don't own a home. And I don't think that makes any sense. So that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm so focused on financial literacy. I can teach people how to start real estate. I took a startup brokerage, TM5 by myself as an independent broker, no franchise, no mentor with growing a team from scratch to 1.2 billion in sales in eight years. So I know how to teach real estate agents how to sell real estate. My The agents at my brokerage average about 39 to 40 deals per person. But what are you going to do with that money once you have it coming in? Are you setting aside money for your taxes? Are you setting aside money for your living expenses if you do have a slow quarter? And then are you putting back money to go invest? And that's what we're always uh, really harping at our team.
0: Man, I love it. Well, I I would imagine with everything you've done and all all the success you've had, I mean, I think we were talking about earlier over over 20 companies you guys own and operate, but over 50 that you're a part of. That's incredible. But I got to imagine you've had some bumps and bruises along the way, some unsuccess stories, if you will, you know, which one comes to mind that can maybe help myself selfishly and our audience as well with their journey along the way?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is I say this is I I have a lot of being an athlete, I have a lot of mottos, right? Because it's easy to remember and you just repeat them over and over and over. So mottos, quotes and Bible scriptures are the three things that I use to really keep myself going. But one of them is there's only wins and lessons. There are no losses unless you quit. And so one of the things I want to encourage people is this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. This isn't where I just want to get in and flip one house or get in and flip a stock a day trade or, or whatever. you, This is something that I'm building long-term wealth. I'm building long-term income streams over time. And that is one of the things that I call the one brick mentality. Let's build our foundation on the right tools. And then we build on these bricks. And sometimes when you put a brick on another, it's going to crack. You take that brick off as a masonry, you smooth out the grout and you put a new brick on. And that's what happened to me. And many of us in not only real estate but just as an entrepreneur you know you're going to have these bad days bad weeks bad months bad quarters but as long as you don't quit and you learn the lesson you don't have to take that test again so yeah so as i've looked at this i really focus on okay when i do have something that doesn't go my way what can i learn from that experience that when i cuz it's never going to show back up the same way it's like a curveball that curve is going to have a little bit different spin on it it's the same pitch but it's not going to be the exact same sequence. It's not going to be, right. you know, three and two. It may be zero oh and two. But you're going to get that curveball again. So how do you hit it out of the park? That's by stepping back, removing your emotions, and saying, "What could I have done better?"
0: Man, I think you hit on a, a really important topic that I don't think we, as a community in real estate, talk about enough. And and that's the the emotional aspect of this journey and having to remove some of that emotion, whether you experience something great or a failure. You know, you, you have to remove a little bit of that emotion to understand what's going on in this situation. What made this thing good and how do I replicate that? Or what do I take away from this lesson that because it didn't work and, and look to see, okay, to your point in, in your analogy. And I love it. Okay. I got a curveball, Didn't hit that one. I'm going to get another one. It may not look exactly the same, but it's a, it's a curveball all the same. How do I make contact on this one? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that emotional aspect, I think, is what we hold on to. And at the end of the day, these things are lessons, like you said, and it's business. It's not personal. You know, you're you're not a failure. Everyone has gone through some sort of struggle or, or strife with their career. How do you bounce through it and get out of it?
1: Yeah, that's why athletics, that's why we have all three of our kids in, in athletics, because you can learn a lot of life lessons and You know, they have bad games, bad days, bad plays. But like I tell them next play next day. And so and then, you know, riding those highs like there. I've seen people who have a lot of failures because they ride the high too long. Right. They have a good week, a good month, a good quarter. And then they just ride out those sales and they're like, okay, so I don't have anything pending for the next 90 days because you were so focused on enjoying the million dollar house or a million dollar flip, a million dollar project that you didn't keep doing the work that it took to get the million dollar deal under contract. And so I, I I I attribute that to just creating these schedules, time blocking, discipline to to follow the time block schedule and have those repeatable tasks that you can do day in and day out. And I think that's where you look at the Tiger Woods, the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryant. That's why they're great, because they can just do it day in and day out.
0: Well, and I know it's a cliche, but, you know, and a lot of people say it, but it's really the process that you got to be married to as opposed to the results, because if, you know, the results will wax and wane to your point, you know, you're going to have some good ones. You're going to have some bad ones. But at the end of the day, if the process is what you're grinding out, you know that you're going to have more good than bad. And you just keep on that methodology. And it may be, maybe not bad, but you're not going to hit, get as many home runs as you will singles or, or just making contact early on in your career. But it will compound over time. It was it was interesting. You said that like the time blocking and understanding not riding the high too much. I literally just had a conversation with a broker today that <laughs> that told me I, I called them and we were reconnecting. I, I try and stay in contact with brokers about every two to three weeks at, at a minute, at a maximum, really. And they said, Listen, I really don't have anything in my pipeline. I just closed five deals. I got to start prospecting again. And it reminded me going back to my corporate sales career and thinking through you know it took me a while to figure out early in my career that you got to prospect through the good times because those aren't always going to last you yeah. have like you said those great times but you got to keep going because it, everyone can can do well during the good times but it's the ones that really grind it out married to the process that are able to continue that in the lean times
1: yeah and i think one of the things that i've learned Is you know once I got injured, you know I got I was in Aaron Rodgers draft class. He was our first pick. I was second pick. I'm playing with Brett Favre. I'm there. I'm I'm at the pinnacle of my career, and I got injured. Making that transition, my biggest prayer to God was give me something I could be passionate about, because I knew if I can align that passion, then I knew my mentality, my work ethic, I would find my way back to the top. But a lot of times as we transition. So some people are transitioning out of a corporate job to becoming an entrepreneur. Some people are transitioning out of being a developer into becoming a realtor. They just want to align themselves back at the top. And it's like, no, you got to go back to the bottom and do what it took to get to the top. Right. And that's, that's a truth that is undeniable and you just got to do it.
0: Perfect analogy. Again, I mean, these things you're hitting everything that literally happened to me today I recently just started back at the gym this week. I've been out of this for like a year and a half, just going through some different stuff. And it's like, man, it's time to get back in it. And I jumped back in and and I've never been an elite athlete, but I I felt pretty good about where I was when I was going to the gym. But I went back this week and and I'm working out this morning and, and I'm talking to the coach and I'm getting frustrated myself because I'm not as strong. I don't have the endurance that I once had. And, you know, I'm 38 years old now. You know, I'm not in my young 30s. I'm not old by any means, but I just don't have it like I used to when I was doing it consistently. And I was frustrated at the end of the workout at myself for letting that go. But I got to remember that it took me years to get to where I was athletically. But now I got to build that back up. I got to build up that endurance. I got to build up that 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 muscle again. I mean, it, it, you you get real humbled real quick, but you're right. You got to start from somewhere. And everyone starts close to the bottom and works their way back up.
1: Yeah, I think the hard part with our, you know, I tell people all the time, they just, they say, well, you were in the NFL and they write me off. Like the NFL is the end-all be-all to the yeah. world, right? <laughs> like, we playing in the NFL has nothing to do with, some of the successes I've had after, you know, you know, I'm like, well, if you look at what I went through being paralyzed and neck surgeries and all that, it was a tough transition. But the point is, I think what we got to realize is it took me 22 years to achieve that dream. So look at all like LeBron, right. Or Tiger. The only reason why we are able to know who Tiger was, because we got some old footage, but how many golf balls he hit before we even knew his name, you know, how many shots LeBron shot or made, missed or made before we knew who he was. And these are child prodigies, both of those two guys. So take the normal person. But what happens is we get into a new industry and we see social media and HGTV. And we think immediately we should already be here versus taking our time and, you know, building this thing the right way.
0: I have this love hate relationship with social media. I think it's a powerful tool that can connect a lot of people and and can do that. But I think we get lost a lot of times in that that messaging around, well, everyone's doing great, so I should already be there. And, and they, they don't see, and, and one of the main reasons why we tried to establish this podcast is they don't see the grind. They don't see the countless number of balls they're hitting or the number of phone calls that they've made or the sleepless nights or the failures on missing out on a project or missing a deal and not being able to close or whatever it may be that they don't see all of that. They see somebody like yourself, others out there that are doing really well, but they didn't see the early years. They didn't see the the nights that you you had to do all the different things and stay up and didn't get any sleep. They didn't see all that. That's not on social media. All they see are the closings, the the deals, the wins. You know, that's why I have this love-hate relationship. It's a great tool, but you got to caution yourself and understand what you're taking in. Yeah. I think
1: I tell my wife all the time, I miss the younger Terrence because I was so focused on going D1 and I was so focused on making it to the NFL. I had blonders on, man. I didn't think about anything else. Nothing mattered other than getting my degree, getting a scholarship, getting my grades. And I was just so focused and I missed that because there's so much distraction now. But I think if we can just get back to what do I want, what do I want to achieve and why I'm a, why am I chasing that? And then just staying in that zone, nothing can stop us, man. We genuinely, because I feel like if God inserts something in your heart, there's a reason why He put it in your heart. It's it's already done in His mind, and it should be in our mind. Now we just got to put the steps together to achieve it, and we got to do it for the right reasons. So, now I'm excited, man, and I think we're all gonna fall. We're all gonna we're all gonna mess up. We're all gonna make mistakes, but how do we bounce back is really where the greatness comes in.
0: Right. Well, listen. I I think athletics is a great teacher of that. I think there are a lot of programs for those that don't go through athletics. There are a lot of things, whether you know you're in band or or if you're going on the debate team or whatever it may be. All these different things you you learn that one you're not always going to be the best. You may lose some. You got it's how you bounce back and respond to those. And I think it's the ones like yourself and others that are doing really well that you see you see the challenge that is presented in front of you. You see it as a challenge instead of a failure and then how to overcome that and do better the next time. And and I think that's what really separates folks like yourself and the other really great ones out there from the ones that don't pursue it or they're one and done to what you were saying earlier. So, Terrence, I, I can't thank you enough. That's probably as good enough a spot as ever to wrap up. Honestly, folks, go back and listen to this one again. Terrence makes a lot of great points. And and if you're out there, you're struggling, you're going through something, understand that this is just a curveball that you got to understand what happened to you. And then how do you hit the next one out of the park? Terrence, thanks for joining us. Where's the best place people want to work with you, invest with you, learn from you? Where's the best place people can find you at?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. It's just Terrence Realtor. No underscores, none of that. There's a lot of fake profiles out there right now. So it's just Terrence T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E-R-E-A-L-T-O-R or TerrenceMurphy.com. That's Perfect. the best way. Nobody can make a fake domain on a website. And yeah, anything I can do to help, we're, you know, we're coaching professionals on how to develop and how to invest. We're teaching real estate agents how to create multiple income streams. And then I'll just leave everybody with this last tidbit. As you're growing and scaling in business, one of the things that people talk a lot about is sleep. They talk a lot about hydration. They talk about working out all those things, right? But no one talks about breathing. And that's been something that I really added to my repertoire over the last six months. I took a six-month sabbatical because i just been hitting it hard for 15, 16 years straight. And I took off for six months, man. And, and when I really started understanding meditation and breathing, my mental acuity has went up a whole nother, nother notch. So I just would encourage everybody to take 10 minutes a day, to meditate, just put in YouTube for free, guided meditation. It has nothing to do with me selling them on anything and just start doing that consistently. And they're going to see so much benefit from that breathing. Cause at the end of the day, we need water, we need oxygen and we don't get enough, especially with the mask and all that BS. That's why you see anxieties up and all these things that are happening to us because we were never intended to be walking around like this all day. So as I've been really understanding the, the detriment to wearing the mask for two years that we all wore, now, I really have accepted this whole breathing technique thing, and it's been a game changer for me.
0: Man, I love it. Terrence, hey, honestly, thank you for joining. It's been a pleasure, sir. Appreciate you, brother. See you soon, yeah, man. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone for watching and listening at home. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories Podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories Podcast.